record button. I, I hit the record button. It's recording now. Oh, it's recording. So do I have to do anything now? Start video? Is no, yeah, just start your video and then you can go ahead and teach. Everything else should be fine. There I am. There's my video. Do you see me? Okay. Yeah, I see you. I see you. Uh, it's now 8.05. Not terrible. Not terrible. This is our this is our lot. We are up to the parish of Balak. Balak was a king, and he tried to get Bilam to do something for him. And that's what we'd like to find out. Who is this person, Bilam? And why is he in the Torah? Why is he? Why should I be interested in Bilam? And if I'm interested in Bilam, I would imagine a couple of short references would be sufficient to mention a person who is totally wicked by all of our definition. Instead, we have an entire parasha where Bilam takes center stage and runs a ongoing argument with God about whether he should be allowed to punish B'nai Israel or not. And this is pretty amazing. So I picked out a bunch of sukim with Rashi, because of the way we do it now, I'd have to read the psukim first, just a few psukim, and then we'll look at the Rashi, right? Vayishlach Malachim El Bil'am Ben Ba'or, that was his name, Malachim are emissaries, and the subject of the Pasuk, of course, is Balak. Balak sent emissaries to Bil'am Ben Ba'or, right? Full name, giving him that honor. Oh, I don't have to know uh, what his uh, father's name is. And then Petora. Then, then, then uh, as Rashi points out, there there are too many words describing the place that he was. Petora, Asher al-Nahar, on the river. Eretz B'nai Amo, the place where the others lived in his uh, his group. Likrolo, to call out to him, Lemor, and say, and Bilam, after he hears the suggestion that they make, so he 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 says, you should sleep, sleep tonight. And I'll tell you what God says to me. He's absolutely confident that God will speak to him and will respond. And the emissaries who are the officers of Moab, and they sat with Bilam, and God came to Bilam. I mean, this is a little bit, even just reading the words strike us as being a kind of little bit, uh, a little bit off. I mean, who is this Bilam guy? You know, those kind of things in the Torah where God asks a question. Of course, God knows the answer. Well, there's some reason that God is asking the question. Two more psukim, pasukav, 
And so it happened. God came to Bilam at night, as Bilam knew he would. If they call, they came to call you. Go with them. Go with them. So God is sort of like divides up the 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 query that was put forth to Bilam into two parts. One is going with them. You could go with them. I mean, again, I don't know whether it was. How how this was said, what it was that God, what the intonation was. God continues says, but you'll only be able to say what I tell you to say. That's what God says on that basis. That basis, I mean, Bilam shouldn't go. I mean, the whole point was that he would be able to curse B'nai Yisrael. And then, as a result, to be able to uh, determine their future. If he can't speak whatever he wants, then why should he go? But in Pasuk Lamedalit, Vayom Bilam and Malach Hashem, another Pasuk Chatati, remember that there was this story about the Bilam and his ass, and he pushed him here and he pushed him there. He had like difficulties. So Bilam says, to Malach Hashem, to the angel, God's angel, Chatati, I have sinned, ki lo yadati, ki ata nitzav likrati baderech latay imroa be'einecha shubalei. So this is like, we've compressed the story a little bit. This is not to say that you shouldn't learn all the psukim and all the Rashi, but we can't do that now. So let's just see these psukim. Let's see the Rashi and these psukim. Uh, right, okay, now I want the Rashi, the next page, Ezra. You have access to it, you oh, can change oh, I have it, I have it, I have it, great. Okay, here the Rashi, unfortunately, it's hard, hard to look at the both of them at the same time, but remember Petora, that's the name of a place, the name of the place that Bilam came from. So Rashi says, Kishulchani Hazeh, Shakol Miritzim Ma'ota. Shulchani is a money changer. In those days, they minted money in, in different places. Uh, with somebody who was strong enough and big enough and had enough money would mint money in those days in those days when you bought the like you, you you had a shekel it was actually worth a shekel not like today and so different cities or different provinces produced different kinds of money so when you went from one place to another you had to exchange the money and i guess there was a little fee involved so shulchani is a guy who has a table and on the table, he puts all the different kinds of money that he has, and he's able to exchange one kind of money for another kind of money. So there's a shulchani, a money changer. Shakol miritzim lomot, everybody brings him their coins. Kach kol hamalachim miritzim lo igrotehen. So Rashi says that Bilam was a very important guy. 
is like it, that's why he's petora. Petora means a table. It's one of the words. It's an Aramaic word for table. They all bring him uh, money, all the shulchani. All the kings would bring uh, letters to Bil'am. And then Rashi says, But of course, if you're just reading the, the, the Pasuk in the simplest way, no, This is an example. This example is Rashi, where Rashi purposely says there's another interpretation besides the shot interpretation there's another interpretation and uh, why rashi insisted in this case that there was a there's another uh, another interpretation i leave to you you'll figure it out the next part of the pasuk says eretz b'nei amo eretz b'nei amo let me just see if i can I can do this. If I can do it, I will do it. Oh, great. You see Eretz Bineyamo? The land of his people, Shel Balak. Rashi says we're talking about a place that was the place of Balak. Not Bilam, but the king. Misham Haya, that's where Balak came from. And Bilam said to him, meaning he prophesied in his favor. He said something in his favor. Imtomar, listen to Rashi. Wow. That's the question that we all wanted to ask, but we were afraid to ask. You know, like uh, like when you're in school, you're sometimes afraid to ask a really good question because the uh, teacher takes it personally. The Rashi is not afraid. Imtomar, if you would say, why, what purpose could it possibly have been for the Shekhinah, the Kodesh Baruch the, the presence of God, right, should dwell upon a non-Jew, a wicked non-Jew. How could it be? That the nation should not have an opportunity to say, if you, God, would have sent us angels, uh, uh, prophets, then we would have done tshuva. So God gave them prophets and prophecy. They broke down the fence, the basic fence of existence. At the beginning, they were under some sort of control and they didn't involve themselves in illicit sexual activity. And Zeh, meaning Bilam, he said, no, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, uh, and unacceptable sexual relations. That's 
so so I mean couldn't be worse right could be worse the whole idea that there's a that there's a, a navi a prophet whose name is Bil'am is unacceptable to Rashi and Rashi has to really come up with a uh, with a kind of far less than obvious rationale although it is true it is true that when Yonah went to Nineveh when Yonah the Jew went to Nineveh the non-Jewish city and he said 30 days is all you've got they all did tshuva it's true that sometimes a Navi can have that kind of effect but there we're talking about a real Navi a Jewish Navi and non-Jewish sinners and so the Jewish here we're talking about something else which is absolutely inconceivable that that the bad person becomes a Navi because the Goyim feel deprived I mean we know that Chazal thought that when God gave the Torah to B'nai Israel, he also passed it around to all the non-Jews and they all rejected it you know it had nothing to do with it that was Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy he would have brought them any in any event the question is frighteningly powerful the next Rashi and Tomar Ma so, so Rashi explains the flow of the Pasuk. They they say, the first thing they say, they are a people who left Mitzrayim. So, so what? And they covered up the eye of the land. What's the eye of the land? Sichon Og, they fought against, they fought against Sichon and Og. The two kings, Shayushomrim Otanu, Amdu Alehem Vaharagum, they they killed them. And Sichon Vaog were like the major powers that protected the Moabites, protected them, and they beat them down. You see that word Mimuli spelled Mem Mem Lamidud? So the vocalization under the second mem is a kubutz, like three three cockeyed dots. I'll have to go back. I'll show you. I'll show you. It's it's just a yeah. You see that word mimuli? It's got a lot of dots, but it could have been written. Mem mem vav lamidud could have been written that way. So the way that it is written without that vav, without that vav, I know I could do this. Just say this is good. We have really, uh, I think this is it. Just, just a second. I get it. Is that it? That's it. There you have it. You see, I did it. Mimuli. 
This is called plene spelling, which is an, a, 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 a very, very sophisticated way of saying full. Right? And this kind of spelling is missing. It's missing that vav. So Rashi says, how come? How come it's spelled this way and not spelled that way? That's something that Rashi often does. Not always, but often. Uh, where's my... Uh... Okay. Now let's look at the at the Rashi. Let's go back to the Rashi. Okay, great. Uh, you see, Rashi chaser k'tiv. It's missing that vav. It's missing that vav. That's called chaser in the language of Rashi. Krovim heim they are very close to doing us in. They, they're like right there. They're, they're right there. Kamo, the same, the same word. Rashi continues as Lina stay here at night. And Rashi says another thing about Bilam, which is critical in understanding. When God meets up with Bilam, it's always at nighttime. What's at nighttime? That's true about all the prophets of the various nations of the world, the non-Jewish, the non-Jewish prophets. God met up with Lavan at night, and he quotes a pasuk. He quotes a pasuk where Lavan Arami bechalom It was at night, and then he says. And he says, like a person who goes to see his uh, concubine hiding, that you know, not where he doesn't want to get caught, he doesn't want to get caught. So we know that the relationship between Am Yisrael and Akadosh Bochu is compared to the relationship between, the romantic relationship between lovers. And that's Shir HaShirim. That's Shir HaShirim. But when the prophets are non-Jews, Rashi says the meeting up between the prophet and God is always at night. Nighttime is representative of illicit love. Something that's not acceptable. If God wants me to go with somebody like you, Bilam says, then I'll go with you. Shema says, maybe God doesn't want that. It's not a, got a serious thing for God to send me to talk to you. Maybe you should send back greater officers, greater leadership. Okay. Okay. The Apostle says, Who are these people? God said, 
I mean, I'm not sure we remember. Let's look at the Pasuk again. Let's look at the Pasuk again. We had trouble, right? What does that mean? God came to Bil'am. So now here we'll go back to the Rashi. Uh, you see it? Here it is. God purposely decided to confuse him. Amar. He said, there are times when not everything is known. And it was Bilam said, here's an opening for me. God says, In other words, there are things that God doesn't know. Rashi says it in a better way than I said it. He says, There are times God doesn't know everything. He doesn't always know what is happening. I will have a time, there will be a time when I'll be able to perceive. If you look at the stories of Bilam and, and Balak and their sacrifices, there'll be a time that I will be able to curse them. Imagine a prophet, God's prophet saying, I'll get him. And in other words, according to this Rashi, I would say you could make a case easily for saying that even though he was a prophet, and apparently truly a prophet, he was also an idolater at the same time. I mean, that's, a, that's certainly idolatry. I mean, the way we understand it. But we understand it. You know, we, the Greeks, Bilam, that's how we understand it. So look at Adrashi again. Latotoba, God said, Who are these people? So that he will make a mistake. He, Bilam, will make a mistake. Amar, Bilam, Pamim, Shak, Erakol, Galui, Obviously, if God says, he doesn't know who these Edashim Aelaimah. If he doesn't know who they are, Amar Pa'amim, She'ena Kol Galui Lefanav. Not everything is known to him. Ain Dato Shava Alav. His idea, his, his, his mind is not kind of properly attuned to the situation. Avani. So Bilam says, oh, Eight, I'll be able to discover a time that God will be, I will be able to curse B'nai Yisrael and God won't know what's going on. God won't know what's going on. It's like the, the Greek idolatry. The Greek idolatry, which we have worked like for 2,000 years at least to try to stamp out of our minds. In the Krolecha, if they came to call you, in the Krolecha, im shelcha, if they are calling you, 
עם הקריאה שלך, וסבור אתה ליטול עליו שכר, קום לחיתם, I don't want to talk about this Rashi. But Rashi changes the pasuk from אם לקרוא לך, אם לקרוא לך, meaning if they came to call you, so go with them. That's what the pasuk seems to say. Right? This pasuk seems to say, we'll look at the pasuk again. ויבוא אלוקים אל בלעם לילה ויום אלוהים קרוא לך בר אנשים קום לך איתם. If they have called, come to call you, go with them. It seems like a blanket permission. But you can only do what I tell you to do. Well, you could only, I'm sorry, you could only say what I tell you to say. I could only say what I tell you to say. So here we are, here we are, Rashi. Rashi, Im Lekrolecha, Im Lekrolecha, you see the Rashi? Im Akriya Shelcha, V'savur Atar Litol Aleha Schar, Kum Lechitav, so Rashi says, Rashi says, how could God possibly agree that Im Lekrolecha, that go with them? So Rashi says, well, like it, it says, no, God said, If you think you'll get paid just for going, you'll make a living, you'll, or you'll earn some money. So then go ahead with that. Ba'ach, Rashi, al korchecha, against your will, et adavar shadaberi lech, al tota aseh. You'll only be able to speak the words that I allow you to say. Ba'apo b'kein, v'yelech bilam, even though he knew that he wouldn't be able to do what he wanted to do, וילך בלעם אמר, שמא אפתנו ויתרצה. אמר בלעם, I will be able to convince God to let me do my thing. So here we have a prophet, a prophet who is not accepting of the divine demand. What sort of prophet is he? He's, he consistently thinks that he's going to be able to convince God to do something that God doesn't want to do. I mean, it's really, really frightening. Uh, again, we're up to Pasuk Lamedalid. Just want to... You see that? And Bilam said to the angel, I have sinned. This was when, when Bilam is riding out with these uh, important uh, people who were sent by Balak. Bilam says, If you really don't want me to go, I mean, after you put in so much hard work into not letting me go. So maybe that's what we should do, right? Rashi, Rashi. Kilo Yadati. Kilo Yadati. Here we are. I didn't know. Kamsegnuto. This is also an embarrassment. 
or Bil'am Val Korcho Hoda, he agreed, he admitted, Shehu Aya Mishtabeach, Sheyodea Dat Elyon. After all, he was the one who said, I know how God operates. I'll be able to do this. Upiveid Loyadati. He says, I didn't know about what God really wants. That's what, what his defense is. And uh, uh, when he spoke to Balak, he said, I know exactly what God wants and how to deal with this situation. It's somehow like an act of denial of God's authority. That's, that's what he's saying. Amarlo, he said, God himself told me to go. And you, the angel, are denying that God said, told me to go? From this you learn that sometimes God says something and the Malach can retract. Amala Avraham Kachnad Bincha. Malach Dvaro. I mean, I would say it a little bit differently. God said to to Avraham Avinu Vaaleu Shamla Olah, which sounds like it means sacrifice him. And the Malach said, No, don't sacrifice, don't touch him. So again, this connection to Avram Avinu is obvious in Rashi. It's obvious in Rashi that that prophecy, even prophecy is not final. As the Rishonim say, after all, tshuva beats prophecy. You can see from the story of Nidveh. They did tshuva, and because they did tshuva, they were not destroyed. Whereas the original prophecy was, in 40 days you will be destroyed. So that's, uh, so I mean, you have kind of a mixed picture of uh, a mixed picture of Bill. Um, how good was he? How bad was he? What was he doing there? Why did he have that job? So I want to. Uh, I'll just go to the end here. So we all remember, we remember the first Pasuk in the book of Ayikra, right? Which is the book that comes before Bamidbar. So that's uh, something that we all know, the first pasuk. The first pasuk is, uh, you know, it's what you learn before you go to sleep on Shabbos. So there's an obvious problem in the pasuk. The obvious problem in the pasuk is that there are too many words. God called out to Moshe. Then it says, God spoke to him. Why do I need both? Why you cry, Moshe, and why you 
It would be simple. It would be uh, enough to say, "Vayikra el Moshe me oil moed lemor." That would be enough. I didn't need Vayikra and Vayidaber. So Rashi makes the following comment. Rashi, Vayikra el Moshe lechol dibrot. Ulikol Amarot, Amirot, I'm sorry, the Kol Tzibuyim, Kadmakriya, is the way of things in the Torah, if you look carefully. Every time there's a Diber, the verb Dalit Betresh appears, Vaidaber, or the, the verb Aleph Memresh, Amirot, Amirot to speak, or Tzibuyim, Vayitzav, any of those verbs, kadma kriya. In all of the cases, I guess we don't have to check all the psukim right now, but we understand that Rashi probably knew a lot of psukim. And he said, That's the way it should be. Why? Because kriya is the shon chiba. The Shon Chiba, how do I know that Kriya is the Shon Chiba? It's like, like God says, Moshe Rabbeinu, in heaven we love you, and therefore we're giving you Torah. We're giving you another little bit of Torah. Right? Lashon Chiba, love, appreciation. Lashon Shemalachei Asharet Bishnam Shimba is the language that the angels, when they talk to each other, they use that verb, kuf, resh, aleph. They use that verb, shenemar, and Rashi quotes a pasuk in Yeshayahu, v'kara, ze, el, ze, v'amar, v'kara. The angels talking to each other, ze, el, ze, right? Praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Vayikra, el Moshe. He says, but when God turns to speak to, to umota olam, the prophets who are prophets, who are prophets of umota olam and with with the nations of the world, God appears to them, or, or, or our recollection of God's appearance to those prophets is bilashon arai, something temporary, and tuma, something unclean. That's the verb that's used, Vayikar Elohim Vayikar, what's Vayikar? It's Vayikra with, like, cut off. And cut off means it's something that happened bimikre. It, 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 it just came upon us. It's not something that we planned on. It's not something that we knew about, like Tuma. Tuma is like we get together, we do something we didn't want to do. They didn't want to have that, right? Didn't want it. So that's Vayikar. So Rashi says, Vayikra, that's El Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu is, is the person who represents 
וידבר השם אליו עם קידושו וטהרו, in sanctity and purity, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. But when I talk about Bilam, yes, God appeared to Bilam, that's true. But God's appearance to Bilam was mikre. It was accidental. It was something that came upon him and he hadn't planned on it. Now, I don't know if everything we've learned today fits in with what Rashi says, but the idea is appealing. And on this idea, the Shem Mishmuel has something to say. Shem Mishmuel is the is the Sachachov. Sachachov is uh, a well-known Hasidut uh, in Poland before World War II. Uh, the father wrote uh, books on halakha, which are very highly regarded to this day. And the son wrote a commentary which includes a lot of his father's uh, comments on the parashi, on parashat ha-shavua, on the chumash. He says, v'nir'eba hakdim ma'amar, here I'm, I'm doing it, hakdim ma'amar, Quote Kacho Avi Admori. That was he quoting his father. Shapir, Shapiresh, I'm sorry, Shapiresh Ha Parasha. Shapiresh Ayfresh, I'm sorry. Shapiresh Ayfresh, Ben Vayikar, Shanemar Bebilam, Levayikra, Shanemar Bemoshe. So he says, my father added something to this Rashi and explained what's the difference between Bilam and Moshe. He was shown by Yikar, It's an accident. It just happened. And what does that mean? that the dibur, that the word of God, comes down from heaven to the place where he, Bilam, happens to be. Not that he, Bilam, is exalted through this dibur. He, he, remains, he remains rooted to the ground. Vinishar Bilam Harasha and the connection to God does not change him, doesn't make him any better than we knew him. And that's Vayikar. Kimoshaya omeid mi bachutz, as though he was standing outside of the event itself of the connection to God. Avalashon Vayikra, the, the word Vayikra. He calls him. Come closer. God says to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he is exalted by the word of God itself. So that according to the Shem Mishmuel, the difference between the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu 
the prophecy of Bilam was that the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu was exalting. It took him out of the space in which he found himself and put him in a different space, in a different world. Whereas Bilam remains Bilam. He didn't change. He didn't change who he was and how he was. So if we go back to the beginning, they say, like, you know, try to explain those Rashi's using this insight of the Shemishmuel. I think it's fair to say, I think it's fair to say that Bilam, or that prophecy is problematic. I mean, the prophet has to understand that he was not chosen to be equal with God or to be God-like as probably happened to Bilam in the eyes of the people that he, that he dealt with. But Bilam didn't realize that there was an opportunity that because he was appointed a, a, a Navi for whatever reason, there was an opportunity that he had to come close to God but he, Bilam, decided to reject that opportunity and to try, as Rashi says, maybe to make money, maybe to gain power. That's what he thought. That's what he thought he was doing. And if you'll ask me, I mean, why do we need all of this? Why did we spend time talking about Bilam? Why couldn't we spend time talking about nicer people and more positive kinds of people? In fact, in general, in the book of Bamidbar, we find that there's a lot of time spent on, on what did the bad people do? What did Korach do? What did Bilam do? What did Balak do? I mean, why is all of that important? So I think that it has to do with the story that is being told about Moshe Rabbeinu leaving the stage. And it's important for everybody to understand that the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu will never be repeated. There won't be another Matan Torah. And there won't be somebody who always knows the answer to every question in a perfect way. And that if Am Yisrael is going to continue to be, they have to come to grips with that, with the question of prophecy and the question of Torah, like what is the Torah? And we see that throughout the history of Am Yisrael, they were able to come to grips with these questions and to produce a system by which Am Yisrael can continue to, to be. Moshe Rabbeinu is coming to the end of his reign. But it's important for Am Yisrael to know that the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu will not be repeated. The halach, halachic authority of Moshe Rabbeinu will not be repeated. And therefore, and the political authority of Moshe Rabbeinu will not be repeated. And that's why we have to talk about Korah. 
after what Bilam took Bola, because they give us an inkling into how the future should look and what is going to be with the with the Jewish people. Have a good Shabbos. All the best.